a brand new episode of the Happy Productive Podcast is about to begin. It's time to be inspired by simple and actionable solutions for you and your business. If you're an established entrepreneur or just laying down the first brick of your future empire, the mantra is the same. We will flip any failure into a positive and use it to our advantage. This show is all about turning coal into diamonds. With the right plan and mindset, anything is possible. I'm Jennifer John, your host, business coach, and founder of Best Planner Ever. And I'm here to help you achieve all your ambitious goals. Success is closer than you think. Let's do this. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Happy Productive Podcast. I'm really excited for my guest today. I know you guys are going to absolutely love Kim Anderson. Kim, welcome, welcome with the unapologetic pen. Welcome, Kim. Thank you, Jennifer. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited for this conversation. Yeah, I am too. So you guys, we actually had Kim come in and do one of her unapologetic writing workshops for me and my entire team. And I was excited to do the workshop, but honestly, like the results from it, like so far exceeded my expectations. That's why I said, Hey, Kim, will you please come on the show? Because I know that there are some business owners, some executives, some executive teams that could really, really use what she does which is so, so super powerful. So we're going to dive all into it on today's show. But Kim, first, would you just mind giving everybody a quick little background? I can always read a paper bio, but I just like to hear people's stories. And so just give us a few minutes of just your background and how you came about to doing these amazing writing workshops. Yeah, thanks. It's kind of a long winding road. I in my past life (laughs) was a middle school language arts teacher. I taught seventh grade. Well, I taught fifth grade and then I taught seventh grade. So about uh, 18 years in education. And the kind of the crux of my of my burnout coincided with the pandemic happening. And people always say, did you leave teaching because of COVID? And it really had nothing to do with that. It was just the timing happened to like, like the pandemic did for a lot of us kind of show us the other side of how our life could be when we slow down. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I really, really needed that. So during the, uh, let's see, it would have been the spring of 2020, I was signed up and registered to attend a running and writing retreat, which was, (laughs) uh, yeah, I know something that a lot of people would think about. So that was supposed to be in Bend, Oregon, hosted by an Olympic runner, Mm -hmm. a former Olympic runner and turned writer. And I was so excited about that. I was like, I, I knew that I needed to write and I was a runner and I was just really excited about it. Well, of course it didn't happen. So the woman that was running it, her name's Lauren Fleshman. She hooked up her writers that were supposed to be coming to camp with her teacher of writing. Her name was Lori Wagner and Lori does this style of writing called wild writing. And okay. it's like automatic writing and which I'll explain, but because a lot of people don't know, it's basically writing whatever is coming into your brain. So we're so conditioned in school to write about, to produce a certain product, to make sure all of our grammar is correct, to make sure we have good word choice, to make sure we have transitions and not run-ons and all this business. And it really takes all that out. Just writing whatever you're thinking about, really. Um, It's learning how to listen to your own brain. So anyways, Lori offered 27 days of wild writing for free as kind of a way for people to process the pandemic. This was in March of 2020. And I just fell in love with it. I was like, 
this is in 27 days has opened me up to my own brain so much and my own self, like, whoa, the stuff I learned about myself and my thought patterns and how I process relationships and decisions and everything. I was like, this is what everybody needs. And so long story winding to a close in 2021, Lori offered training for anyone to become trained to do this style of writing. Um, She called it teacher training. Um, She took 10 people from around the world and I got accepted into that program, did an intensive six month teacher training. And then at the end of that training was like, I could make this a business and that's what I really want to do. And it felt like an alignment of my values and still being able to teach in a way and helping people process so much that we were all facing, are all facing still. And so I left my teaching job and started the Unapologetic Pen. Yay. Oh, wonderful. And for those of you listening, so Kim came in and did a workshop for me and my team because she offers, you know, workshops with different individuals or she can come in and she can work with executives and their team or business owners and their team. And so that's what we did. We had her come in and do a workshop with my team. And I was really blown away, one, by the process because it was just such a beautiful process. And I know that, you know, in just with everything going on in our lives these days, like there's just so much stress and overwhelm. And I know we're always looking for ways that we can get grounded and stay connected and just kind of reduce our stress levels. And I know that you offer these writing workshops as like an alternative to meditation. And so first, I have two questions here in all of this. One is I'd love for you to speak to, you know, it being an alternative to meditation, not that we don't love meditation, but I mean, there are people who really struggle with it. And Mm -hmm. if you if you haven't been getting the benefits from meditation that you'd like, this is an alternative definitely to consider. And then two, I found it so incredibly eye-opening, not just about what I discovered about myself, but also about my team. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that our team got so much closer with each other by sharing this kind of a workshop. And so I'd love for you to just one, alternatives to meditation, could you discuss that a little bit? And then what, how you see this helping teams to come closer together and to be able to work better together? Right. Yeah. I think one of the things that I love so much about this writing practice is that It is a way to kind of slow down and be in your body and be with your thoughts, but it's different from meditation because at least in my meditation experiences, you know, we're supposed to kind of notice a thought and let it go and, and kind of be in our body that way. But for me, I really am a thinker and I need to process my thoughts. And so I think that kind of fleetingness sometimes that meditation asks of us in my experience, we can get the same benefits by releasing all of that onto paper through writing. So when I, I'm still noticing that thought coming, but I'm writing it out and I'm really kind of in my writing, flushing out a bunch of emotions and stresses and kind of getting to the, the heart of things in a way where I'm also really allowing myself to be in the present moment, which is also what meditation is asking us to do. So it helps us still be in the present, helps us stay grounded. We're just not having to sit still necessarily. Um, And I know in meditation, you know, different meditations will say that you can, you know, you can wiggle and things like that. But for me, it's really 
and the people that do this kind of writing, I think it's really therapeutic to be able to move your body in, in the form of putting pen to paper while you're while you're meditating in, in this kind of different way. As far as um, the benefits that I think it brings to a team, so one of the components of this writing, uh, when you do it in a group, is a sharing component, which is so scary to people, right? Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to tell somebody what I wrote. But you know, when we think about it, there's so many things in our life that that we want to say and we want others to know, but like we're scared to because we're in this world of filtering everything. So in the part of a class or a workshop where we're sharing, really what we're doing is reading what we wrote. We're not talking about it. I'm not a therapist. Um, I don't want to counsel or anything like that, but it's a safe place for me to read what I've written, you to read what you've written and other people as well. And what happens in that process is that all of a sudden I'm making these connections with everybody in the group. You know, so-and-so might be writing about trying to, you know, potty train their new puppy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I so remember that. Or it might be like, oh my gosh, that's why I always said I didn't want a dog. Right. So no matter what it is, and people write about all kinds of things, we're able to connect with each other. And that is really the most beautiful thing, because especially when we're showing up in a workplace, lots of workplaces, I mean, I think we're getting better, but I think a lot of workplaces are really kind of expecting us to drop our humanness at the door, right? We're coming Mm -hmm. in, we're doing our work, we're making money for the business and we're leaving. But that's so unnatural because we, we all are humans. And when we try to shut that off, when we try to pretend like that part of us doesn't exist, it creates stress. And so when I am able to lead a workshop for a group and I'm giving, giving, a leadership team or a group of employees, a place where they can just like really be humans with each other. It's so rewarding. And I always am really careful and clear of my expectations that the participants know that this is a safe, confidential space. So, you know, I'm not going to take whatever Jennifer shared and go talk about it at lunch with, you know, my friend. It really is a place for us to just kind of be ourselves and say the things that are on our minds and on our hearts, the things that we might be stressed about that we can't just turn off when we walk in the door at work. You know, if my, if I have a sick kid at home, I can't just turn that off. If I have a a parent that I need to move in, you know, I'm looking for aging care for, I can't just turn that off when I walk in the door. So it's really just allowing a place for us to be humans and to connect with each other. Yeah. And it was so really, you know, in the workshop and we see this at our retreats too, where when I, when we kick off a retreat, I usually will start off by sharing something that, you know, is vulnerable and open. And part of why I do it honestly is to just to set the tone for Mm -hmm. the retreat that this is a safe space. Nobody here is immune. Nobody gets to sit out like we're all going to participate. And same thing with your workshop. There's that moment where it's like, I'm the leader here. I'm going to share. And there's always just that little moment of like, ah, you know, I'm going to share this and what are they going to think of me? And then, and then I just, I I think after so many years of mindset work, I just shut that shit down and I'm just like, all right, here we go. Like I'm going to share whatever, you know, the, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. But whatever happens is always like, it always seems to be a good thing. 
like my team after the workshop came to me and they're like, oh, when you shared this, you know, you and I are the same. We both had so many same experiences. Like I did not know because it's not things that you're going to talk about in the day-to-day work environment um, to know that other people have been through similar experiences you. And, and same with my team. When they, when I was brave and shared, and then they mm-hmm. were brave and shared, and they shared things that it was just like, oh my gosh, I did not know this about this person. And I feel like it does make us all feel so much more human, so much more connected. We all love each other even more. And mm-hmm. honestly, I think that we're better able to perform in the work environment when we know each other a little bit better and can be kind and, you know, do what we need to do. And, no, but I didn't sense anybody judging anybody else at all. Right. It was just really more of like a warm embrace and a big hug when we could all like, you know, come together. And for us, you know, my entire team is virtual. So I don't get to see mm-hmm. our people in the office, you know, every day or every week or whatever. And so really, it's our retreats, which we do once or twice a year that we've kind of turned them into yes for our clients, which we love, but also a team building for us where we all get to see each other face to face. But I found that even though this was a virtual workshop, that the closeness, the Mm -hmm. connection, the face to face, like we couldn't physically be with each other, but it's still, I didn't feel like there was any like, oh, it's not the same as being one on one, which you can't Mm -hmm. compete with. But I mean, as a virtual team, I was like, this is like the most amazing thing that we could do to still really be close and connected to one another, even though it happened virtually. Right. And I think that, you know, I mean, when I, when I do these workshops in person, it does feel a little bit more vulnerable just because there isn't any layer of protection, you know, Mm -hmm. even though we're doing the exact same, if my workshops are exactly the same, whether they're in person or virtual, having that little bit of a barrier of a screen or a device in front of you is just, you know, our bodies aren't in physical proximity. And so that is a little layer of safety for people. But I agree, Jennifer, that, you know, there's so many companies that are fully remote now. And we we are completely missing, I like to call them micro interactions that happen within any type of office space. Even, even like for me, it was a school you know, walking in from the parking lot together or Mm -hmm. waiting for the elevator together or the coffee machine or just whatever that micro interaction would be where you might have those small moments of, oh, how's your morning going? And somebody's like, oh my gosh, you know, this is what's going on right now. Or, you know, what are you doing this weekend on a Friday when you're walking to the parking lot and you share about your weekend plans? None of that is happening because at least in my experience, we're, we're getting on a Zoom the meeting's going, whoever's hosting it shuts it down and, and we're, we're done. So I feel like this kind of virtual workshop really is allowing that space for us to kind of get the same information. And, and this isn't about getting information about people, but it's about mm-hmm. those, we're building those connections still or allowing those connections to be built in a space where they're just not naturally embedded into our workday anymore. So I, I feel like companies really need to start being intentional about allowing employees to have these kinds of spaces if they want to continue to be successful. 
I agree completely. And especially these days with employee retention, you know, one, you go through so much time and effort to find the right people. And then when you have the right people, it's so important to retain them. There's a great book. Um, it was based off the five love languages, Gary Chapman, the five love languages. And he wrote a spinoff called the five languages of appreciation in the workplace. And one of the things that they did was they did several studies around how how to help employees, you know, and this could be your contractors or whoever, but how to help members of your team really feel valued and appreciated. And the biggest mistake that employers make is they think that just give them more money that will incentivize people to want to stay and to retain. And it's not that we don't all want to make money. Okay, fine. But when they looked at the five different ways to show appreciation to people, money was actually last even though so many employers mistake this as being the first thing that we do when we're going to incentivize people to stay and, and uh, you know, be happy in the workplace. And so there are so many other things to do, words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time. And I really feel like, you know, bringing something like this into the workplace where you are developing your people, you're giving them an outlet to reduce their stress, to get grounded, to get to know themselves, to, to have a stronger connection with their teammates. Mm -hmm. Like in my world and all my employers and business owners and execs listening to this right now, like, if you're like, hey, I'm not sure what to do other than throwing more money at them. Well, hello, this is something that you can do. Bringing workshops like this in that your people can participate in, this is how you help to demonstrate to them that you value them, that you appreciate them by helping to develop their own skill sets and, and doing this kind of work. Like, it's such a, a beautiful thing that I think is normally like not on our radar when we think mm -hmm. about employee retention. So I'd love, um, Kim, so like when you do these kinds of workshops, like what do you see as far as like the participants and some of those additional values that, you know, employers and execs can see when they bring this kind of work in and, and do this with their teams? Right. I, I mean, I'm going to start by saying that wellness in the workplace has largely looked like fitness or health based and, mm -hmm. you know, step challenges and things like that. And I, I think that companies are starting to see a shift that, oh, we need to get a more holistic approach. So what I'm reading a lot about right now is increasing emotional, emotional intelligence in the workplace, allowing and valuing for soft skills, which are, you know, our, our people skills. So I think, you know, the workshops that I do really speak to all of that because we're allowing we're giving space for employees to get to know themselves, which is super important as far as emotional intelligence, because when I know myself and I know kind of how I think and how I react, and why I react, that's going to help me be a better communicator with everyone on my team. And so if, if a group of us is doing this work, I mean, it's just exponentially better. I think that when we have a healthy outlet for our emotions and the things that are on our mind, we're better able to focus on our work. You know, at the end of my teaching career, when, when I was at my burnout max, you know, this, this got me, this bought me tons of time. And ultimately I left my teaching job. So I don't want you to think that this is going to solve all your problems. However, what this allowed me to do was to see what my values were to process yeah. 
in my situation, how my stress at work was affecting home and, and to really kind of see it as, as both ways. And I think that when we can really get into the allowing people to grow emotionally in their emotional intelligence, like really understand themselves and therefore others, it increases communication just like tenfold. And I mean, don't we all know that communication is like <laughs> so much of yeah. our business or how yeah. much miscommunications can mess things up? Yeah, absolutely. The more that when we do this writing, like as a practice, so absolutely I can do it as a one-off workshop. You know, I can do it as a series of three, which is super beneficial or longer. But what happens is when we get real comfortable with ourselves and our thoughts on paper, it's easier for us to show up authentically. And I know that's such a a cliche word right now, but really that's what we want, right? I don't want somebody sitting around my meeting table, like acting like they're in agreement with what we're doing or that they're happy about a decision that was made when really they have some questions that they just don't have the courage to ask. Because when we're confident in ourselves, then we're going to ask those questions. And who knows, that could be the light bulb moment that, you know, is rocket fuel for, for the business. So I think all of these things are just allowing us to be more human. And at the bottom line, when we can be ourselves and feel comfortable in our own skin, we're better for everybody. We are. It's so true. And you you hit on such an important thing of that emotional intelligence and developing that emotional intelligence. And I say this in coaching because when we coach business owners or if I'm going in and I'm working with a large executive team, which I also do, and of course, on these large teams, they bring me in because their communication is crap. You've got finger pointing, people blaming, mm-hmm. you know, toxic work environment, people talking behind other people's backs. You got all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff going on. And we don't solve it by saying, oh, you're bad. Don't act that way anymore. We solve it by educating people on their own emotional intelligence and teaching them how to do the work on themselves. Because before you can come into a team dynamic mm-hmm. and be a really healthy functioning member of the team, you have to be on your as yourself as an individual, a healthy functioning member of yourself, right? Absolutely. So I, Absolutely. I love helps you to understand really how to process your emotions, what to do to know yourself. And honestly, I see that when I do this work with our clients, like so many things like procrastination, perfectionism, you know, toxic kind of behavior, poor communication, bad leadership, like all this kind of stuff actually starts to resolve itself when you improve each individual member of a team. So I love Mm -hmm. that this is something I had not heard of. I've of course done journaling exercises, but I'd never done any kind of like a therapeutic writing workshop. And especially to have that offered in the workplace, I can think of quite a few places I've worked that could certainly benefit (laughs) from something like this. So, so Kim, I, this is why I really wanted to share this with everybody, because I want you guys to know that for everybody listening, that this is a possibility. It's a great thing to do for yourself and also for your teams. If you are seeing some of these kinds of issues where your team's maybe not as efficient or productive or some of that toxicity or just, you know, workplace drama that you're just like, ah, you know, what do I do about this? Like, this is a great, great place to start. So Kim, thank you so much for being here with me today. Would you mind sharing just where everybody can find you? And guys, we'll put it in the show notes too, but just where everybody Mm -hmm. can find you if they want more information about your workshops. Sure. The best place to find me is on my website at theunapologeticpen.com. 
Wonderful. And there I'm also is... on LinkedIn if you want to check me out there, but getting the information that you want and the place to book a call with me is all on my website. Fantastic. And I think you've got a, a nice uh, freebie on there too about why these, these writing workshops also work as a great alternative to meditation. Yes, I do. And there will be a blog up also about emotional intelligence in the workplace. And so that way, in, in a little bit more detail, and that would be a good resource as well. Awesome. Kim, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thanks for having me, Jennifer. I really appreciate it. All right, you guys, reach out to Kim if you want to set up a unapologetic writing workshop of your own for yourself or in your workplace. That's it for us today. Get out there and have a happy, productive day. Bye, y'all. I hope you found today's episode of the Happy Productive Podcast inspiring. Every successful business is formed by a set of small, consistent, and attainable steps. If you want to learn more, come visit us at jenniferdawncoaching.com to take your next step and learn how to meet your business goals. On our website, you're going to find free resources along with links to the life-changing coaching programs that have transformed the lives of so many of our clients, including the Coaching Academy and our Unbreakable Retreats. Many of them started their journey by listening to this podcast. That's it. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. This is the She Leads Podcast Network.